No one likes to feel stuck, especially by your cloud. But the IBM cloud is the most open and secure public cloud for business. It can manage all your apps and data anywhere. Smart loves problems. IBM, let's put smart to work. Visit ibm.com slash flexible. This is The Sporting Life on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Here's Jeremy Schaap. New England Patriots who are playing the Philadelphia Eagles this weekend. The Patriots are 8-1, and one, and it is a pleasure to be joined by Patriots reporter from the Boston Globe, Jim McBride. Jim, thank you for being with us. Oh, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Going into this rematch of a recent Super Bowl, which the Eagles somehow won, how would you describe where the Patriots are? You know, I think the Patriots are, are anxious to get back to work after, uh, you know, after losing their, their last game to the uh, to the Ravens on Sunday night football uh, and then going into their bye week. So uh, it's not often that they, they have to have a, a bad taste linger in their mouth this long. But, uh, you know, we talked to the players on Monday when they came back from their four days off and they're all anxious to get to get back on the field and, and correct what they, you know, what they believe went wrong. Um not only against the Ravens, but uh, the week before against Cleveland, even though they won, they, you know, they were kind of exposed uh, in the run game and the run defense, and they're, they're anxious to kind of shore those uh, those problems up. We're speaking with Jim McBride of the Boston Globe about the New England Patriots, who uh, share one of the best records in the NFL. They are 8-1. Of course, they are the defending Super Bowl champions. And, it, you know, we're, we're at a place now that's, unprecedented in the history of professional football where there's one team in the league that we just assume will win it every year. And and even though statistically that is not what has happened over the course of the last 19 seasons, they've won six out of the 19 since Tom Brady or 18 since Tom Brady became the starter, replacing Drew Bledsoe in the 2001 season. We live in this world in which uh, it's, it's, it's the Patriots against the field, essentially. Do you look at it that way as someone who's around them all the time, that it's more likely they'll end up winning the Super Bowl than not? Yeah, it sure feels that way since since we, I've been covering the team and, you know, certainly since Bill took over the program. Um, you know, like I think everyone took that first win over the Rams uh, as, as kind of a, you know, maybe a, a flukish type thing. But it, it was clear uh, not long after, you know, they, they missed the playoffs the next year. But then after that, they've just been on an incredible run. You know, uh, not only have they won six Super Bowl titles, but they've been to nine. Uh, so I think that, you know, when we, when we hit training camp in July, most of the beat reporters and, and most of the fans think, hey, this season's not ending until the second week of February. And it certainly has been bared out. One thing that's interesting to me when we look at the totality of the Patriots dynasty, uh, the remarkable run that we're all familiar with is that, you know, the, all the, the only two common denominators, right, uh, in terms of of the team for the whole time uh, are Belichick and Brady. And what Belichick does can be copied and other coaches have left uh, the organization, gone other places and have tried but failed to duplicate what he has done. Um, Brady can't be duplicated. He's, he's unique. When you look at it from that perspective, why hasn't anybody been able to even approach the model that was created by Bill Belichick in the early 2000s in New England? Is it all about Brady? Well, no, and I think another important, uh, aspect of that is the, is the continuity and ownership. Um, you know, having, uh, Bob Kraft here for this length of time, 
and he's been so um, you know kind of hands off when it comes to the football operation as far as letting Bill build his program and you know make the decisions uh, when it comes to the football team. He's never you know while he's omnipresent as far as on the sidelines after before games and and and, the, and they you know they, he's often showed during games. He's pretty hands off when it comes to the day to day decisions of that team and and the moves that Bill makes. And I think that being able to have that freedom. Uh, has really helped Bill, you know, not have to double check maybe everything. And I think that, you know, sticking with Bill, um, you know, has proven to be such a great model uh, for the for the rest of the, you know, the league to kind of follow by because, you know, he's he often talks about player uh, coaches that that lose their job one, two, three seasons in, and how uh, he it took him probably even though they had won a Super Bowl, it probably took him five to six years to establish his program in New England and and get it to where he. He likes it, and where he only really has to make minor uh, tinkers here and there and changes. So I, I think that that continuity and ownership um, has really helped uh, both Bill and Tom because they never really have to look over their shoulder uh, to think that the franchise might not be stable. It's, they know they know who's at the top. They know they're going to be given the freedom to to make you know decisions on their own, and and I think that uh, that's tremendously um, freeing for them. We're speaking with Jim McBride, who covers the Patriots for the Boston Globe and has done so for a long time. Bill Belichick's in his late 60s now. How much longer can he do this? You know, it's funny. He he, he spoke recently about that because he, he, had, he had said earlier on in his career that he couldn't see himself coaching into his 70s. But now that he's 67, he feels differently because he didn't know what 70 was going to feel like. And now that he's getting close to that age, he still feels good. And, you know, I haven't seen um, his passion you know, die down at all. Uh, it's, it's it's sort of like Tom. You know, you, you don't see a great drop off in his play, and you don't see any drop off in, in Bill's passion. He still loves being out there for OTAs, for rookie minicamp. He loves the draft process. He he loves evaluating players. He loves being out of practice. Uh, I'm not going to say he loves meeting with us on a on a you know a daily basis during the season, but all those other aspects of football, he just loves. And and I I don't see him you know giving it up anytime soon unless he's really doing a great uh, acting job. I'm interested, you know, in the way someone such as yourself covers a team that has been so successful, that has these two gigantic personalities, figures anyway, if not gigantic personalities, figures uh, there every day who who occupy, you know, these these remarkable perches in their sport or, you know, um, sit on these thrones, greatest coach ever greatest quarterback ever. What is it really like dealing with Tom Brady? You know, we, we get Tom uh, twice a week, basically. Uh, we get him on Fridays of game week, and um, we get him after the games. It, Tom's very engaging. Um, you know, sometimes you can grab him on his way to a press conference or his way after it and maybe, you know, get him for a couple of minutes. But, you know, he's uh, he, he's pretty even-tempered guy uh, with us. But we see his fire on the field, and – you know, when, when players talk about him, they talk about him as like a regular guy when they, they walk into the locker room for the first time, and he's like the first guy that walks up to them and says, hey, I'm Tom. You know, and, and especially the rookies always, you know, kind of look up like, yeah, we know who you are. Um, so they, they're kind of taken back by that. But they also they talk about how he's the hardest worker in that room, and he's the guy that's, that's always staying late. And they, they figure if the, if the guy that's won six Super Bowls uh, and three MVPs is the hardest worker in the room, then I have no excuse, no excuse but to not follow that that through. And it's kind of the same with Bill. Uh, the success he's had, um, you know, 
certainly mistakes have been made, but for the most part, he's always going to put them in a position to win. So they know if they listen to him and follow the game plan, they're going to be in a position to win every week. And I think that's, that's kind of the two most important things that, that, that players, especially newcomers, newcomers, uh, realize pretty pretty much right off the bat when they get to Foxborough. I mean, there are a lot of great attributes, I guess, if you break them down. Tom Brady is a quarterback, obviously, but it seems he's one of those guys who is greater than the sum of the parts. Um, what are those things that have made him? I think it's pretty hard to argue against him at this point. Whether you know you could throw in Jim Brown or Otto Graham, Johnny Unis, whatever you want to do, make him the greatest football player ever. You know, as as cliche as it might sound, I think he's still living on that chip off his shoulder of, of being drafted 199th and having people doubt him. Isn't that crazy? Uh, you, that, you would think he it, would it get is. over that. I mean, yeah. <laughs> you just think he would get over and, it. You know, he's even built a line of, of clothing through Under Armour with, with the just, it just says 199. And if you walk around New England, you see, you know, kids that still wear those t-shirts to this day. Um, kids that might not even know the story behind that, uh, but they know it's a Tom Brady product and, and they know um, you know, that, that, that it represents him. And I, I really think, you know, he mentioned it not too long ago, talking about Edelman and, and some of the other players, uh, the players that he relates to are the players that do play with a chip on their shoulder. And, you know, um, mm. as much as, you know, I, I think about Lamar Jackson calling him the goat after the game two weeks ago. And, you know, to Tom, he, he's, he said he's, he's hate that, he hates that nickname. And I think it's probably because um, you can't you can't be the most underrated guy in the history of the NFL and also be the goat. So, and he'd rather be that underrated guy, that guy with a chip on his shoulder that's that's always going to outwork you. He just doesn't like goats. They're kind of they're, they're not <laughs> likable. Uh, we're speaking with Jim McBride of the Boston Globe. And before we let you go, I mean, you know, we could talk about this team forever, the things that it's achieved. But um, eighteen years ago. Uh, last month, Mo Lewis knocks Drew Bledsoe out of a game. Mo Lewis of the Jets nearly kills him, which is a story most people don't really know. If that doesn't happen, um, does Tom Brady ever get his chance? I think he does because I think Bill had identified him as as a guy that could run his offense and 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 be kind of a you know a, a non plus guy when it came to to pressure situations. He talks about how he. He, he climbed up the depth chart. When he got here, he was fourth on the depth chart. But by the by the um, the following training camp after his rookie year, he had been established as the, as the backup guy. Um, so I think that eventually, you know, he was going to get that job. Um, you know, it was kind of strange, like you say, Mo Lewis kind of you know accelerated the the timetable for them. But I, I I I believe deep down that they identified Tom as 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 the kind of the foundation that they could build on. Um, and, and I think he was going to get that job by hook or by crook. And it looks like they're rolling again. Who knows what will happen, but nobody's going to bet against them. The Patriots are 8-1. and one. They're playing the Eagles this Sunday, a rematch of the Super Bowl that Tom Brady and the Patriots and Bill Belichick lost a couple of years ago, a chance for revenge. Jim McBride of the Boston Globe, thank you so much for joining us here in The Sporting Life. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. I'm Jeremy Schapp. And you can listen to new editions of The Sporting Life every Saturday and Sunday morning on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app, beginning at 6 a.m. Eastern Time.